Welcome to another episode of Wearing the Folk. Today I'm joined by Tolly as always, and we got a Mr. Rich. Can't say your last name. I don't want to butcher it. What is it? Restucci? It's Restucci. Oh, you got it. That was good. Fuck Touchdown. Yeah. There you go, Tolly. <laughs> and then we got Steven with us and Morgana. And um, I'm Cecil. We're continuing our trip down the lane of exposing the expose what the folk are we talking about today totally um well i think we're going to start in chicago go through buffalo into nashville st louis and then into san francisco now this this particular topic has had me actually questioning things harder than i did before about the history of the world i had already been studying tartarian empire quite a bit anyway when I heard about this and this is kind of whenever you realized what they did in the short time, they say they did it in, it's kind of like mm, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I guess a good recap of, of the last episode, just cause I know that, um, you know, we didn't have these three on with us. Um, I'll show like the, the cover of the book. And, and I know you've seen it rich and Morgana. So this is the cover of the book that we're breaking down by Howdy McCoskey. And, you know, this was a gold statue. Got lots of, you know, very beautiful, ornate architecture. This was a gold cap on the building as well. Um, And, you know, they all pretty much are in the, the esque of this uh, style. But the problem is, these world fairs are absolutely huge in most cases. They're, they're saying they built this in two years or less with a horse and a buggy and, you know, circa 1800s tools, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like in the book, Howdy says that he consulted with multiple structural engineers and architects and they couldn't make this happen with today's technology it would probably take 10 to 15 years to build so, something like this. So to give you an idea of it, this this one was 690 acres with canals, buildings, landscapes, roads. And apparently Chicago was a straight up swamp whenever, right before they built this. It's right next to the Great Lakes. Yeah. One of them. Uh, 20 years after the fire too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right, wasn't after, it right after the fire. Yeah, so everything was cleared out as swampland burnt shit everywhere so the way they say that they overcome that was they irrigated the water out and they plowed big wooden stakes into the ground so that makes a lot of sense to me um did you see where have you ever did you know that chicago at one point was sinking in the way that they they say that they fixed that was they had just a bunch of people pick the buildings up and lay a new foundation yeah yeah like 600 <laughs> corkscrews and 400 and something guys lifted this building that weighed like 200,000 tons and the people never came out of the building never quit working never quit eating breakfast this was all done Sally was wow. in the dressing room changing her bra and didn't even know that it moved. <laughs> you can't even get universal health care and they moved a 200,000-ton building. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, realistically, they had 40,000 workers, roughly. But 690 acres, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking big. I mean, right? Yeah. 
So do you think 40,000 workers could basically build a foundation from scratch using logs, then build on top of it all this ornate shit with canals? Like they had canals that went all the way around to where it was basically like Venice. You could just drift around. Yeah, here, I got got a picture of that too. It, It doesn't make sense with the tools. Like that's the biggest thing for me anyway. Yeah, look at yeah, you can see they had canals and like why would you not keep this? Like this is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that is what really what really sets it off for me is th- there's no reason to destroy that. I mean, no. like you said, Tolly, look at that picture right there. It, it looks just like Venice. It's absolutely stunning with the with that those arched bridges that they have right there. Why would you ever destroy something like that? It's just stunningly gorgeous. It just doesn't make any sense. Wasn't one of the buildings able to hold 300,000 people? You're right. It's the Manufacturer <laughs> Liberal Arts Building, the biggest of all time in America. It's six football fields long. And so it was 30 acres by itself, and it could fit 300,000 people. There's different views on the, the Chicago Columbian one, but it's all these ones that you see. This is this is the, the original, but all the ones you see where the first Ferris wheel was showcased is the Colombian. They could have like 30 people at a time in one of those things. Could you imagine like, hey, we got this experimental ride. You guys want to go on? Yeah, <laughs> you can see like there's groups of people in each one of these boxes here. Like you can it's, see which one. It's almost like those, those things at ski resorts where they have, you know, people going up the mountain. Yeah. 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 It's so enormous compared to the buildings around it that it looks fake. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about this is like they had to stop production of this place during the winters because of the harsh winters. And they did so in like all the other places where that harsh winters. So the two year time frame technically would be like what a year and six months probably. Well, they also said in that that two-year period, too, was the planning and everything. It wasn't just the building. That was, you know, drawing up the the plans on how to do it and all of it. You're absolutely right. Two years to plan the renovation of a land, like a complete land. And that's what they come out with is something that immaculate. And they say that they use something. What what was it called that they said the, the materials was? It wasn't. Like, not all of it was supposed to be iron and marble. Like, they said some of it was, like, paper mache or something like that. But yeah, they yeah. tried to explain it a way that it was super – it looked like that superficially. Yeah. Like, that it wasn't, you know, the same materials that, like, Rome would have used or, or whatever. But regardless – this is an instance that time travel would work out awesome because I'd go back there and just want to pluck around on things and see what happens. You know? Have you guys ever tried to work in paper mache? I mean, it's been, you know, 50 years since I tried, but I get that shit all over my hands and it sticks to everything. And it's just really hard to work with. Uh, I, I don't know how they would have even, even facades, even like enormous facades like that. I mean, I guess they did have 40,000 people, but to have, that kind of skill yeah but then how long it would have taken to make it look that realistic right but it still had to be structurally sound yeah i mean it it couldn't uh, it couldn't blow over get rained on can uh, can Mm -hmm. you rain on paper can paper mache get wet doesn't it just fall apart yes yes it does and this uh, thing went on for like six months so i know it rained i don't know the validity of the data i just I, i i question where it came from 
Mm -hmm. uh, here's a here's another focal from Chicago is the moving sidewalk that they that, had. right there that that kind of trips me out because this was 1892, and that's basically why they called them they not treadmill but basically a conveyor belt like they have in fucking airports and stuff but it's wide mm -hmm. and just stood on there and just moved you on around and what powered it exactly yeah. what, 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 what powered what it possibly have powered that well so, inter interesting fact tesla won the uh contract for the electricity for the majority of these fairs that were going over uh, <laughs> yeah you can't see it in this one in Chicago, but there's others where you can clearly see the power source, um, which we will show. Um, hang on a sec. I'll stop sharing for a minute. And I think we'll see one in uh, definitely in San Francisco, but I was thinking there's one maybe in Nashville too. Well, the, the previous episode that we did, one of the previous episodes, if you go to the one where we did the Paris Exposition and right next to the Eiffel Tower, they have yeah. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> 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 they, have these, um, they have these little white round buildings and people believe that's the housing units that they had for the electricity. Weren't yeah. those like the base of the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, they were. Yeah. And when we get to San Francisco, it's, it's almost eerie how close their electricity tower resembles the awful tower that they it's, had it's it's really it's, it's insane yep so was it a steam tower i mean it, it would have had to have been a steam turbine what else could they have so, had i mean faraday had electrical a tiny little electrical generator in the 1830s maybe but they didn't have anything enormous do you remember how tesla um like there's the whole lore around Tesla that he can pull electricity, like wireless electricity. Right. Yeah. And that, so, that's what his goal was. And JP yeah. Morgan couldn't put a meter on it. Yeah. Charge yeah that's, and Tesla yeah. just so happened to not really go anywhere, you know, because he's overtaken by Edison and his lies and theft and yeah. in the dirt, but he won all the electric contracts for these. Mm -hmm. And there's like little conduits I guess this is probably the best picture I'm going to find of that. So, like, uh, this is just one view, but in other pictures, these these watt conduits were all around the Eiffel Tower. So, my thought, just with you know the, the other research we've done on Tesla, is these might have been pulling electricity down. Um, you mean during, from the atmosphere? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't. That's basically where he pulled it from. He pulled electric from atmosphere, from ground. Like he basically used the earth to create electricity. And you yeah. see, did you see the domes too? That kind of plays into like the 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 port, like the what are they called, the star forts and things like that. Because every star fort was supposed to be a housing unit for electricity, and then it would go and like the that the, crosses over into Tartaria though. Yeah. It? Yeah, the domes were also like collecting it too. Like, have you ever been into a place with a really massive dome? You can kind of feel electric. Like it's, it's it has a different feel to it. And some of these really older places have fireplaces, but they're real narrow to where you could not put any kind of like 
firewood in it basically so and, and a lot of those have like little domes and like things like that on too so what they think is that would basically generate the heat out of those like there's there's been instances i don't have them in my back pocket right now but maybe we can talk about them some other time but i could show you at least two people in the last year who are working on wireless electricity and have been successful one of them has already been executed um and the other one i was i was literally just talking to cecil about this this week I'm like, he, cause he's a young man. He's like in his twenties, early twenties. And it, he's already proved that it can be done. And he's like, got it all in his backyard. It looks like a mad scientist. So uh, what is it? Is it an arc? Yeah, it's, it, it is an arc, but it doesn't make an arc. He, I forget how he explains it. I'll, I'll go back and find the video, Rich. And I think I have your number, don't I? Uh, I can get it to you later if you don't. Okay, yeah, I, I can send you the video I'm talking about. He explains it way better. He's really weird, mind you, but so am I. He's um, everybody's weird. Been working on it. And <laughs> anybody post Tesla that's done anything, pretty much anything to improve humanity is is getting unalived. So <laughs> that's still my favorite word. Yeah. But, Another interesting thing about this too, like. At the time, electric was kind of making its go around, and New York mm -hmm. City was boasted with having, you know, the most light, like light bulbs or whatever. And there was more light bulbs at this World's Fair than there was in the whole city of New York at that time. So that's pretty interesting little fact. And yeah. each state at the time had its own building at this place. Yeah, so. and and they had a lot for the different countries too, didn't they? Yeah. It's insane to think of how big this actually was. They they estimate that fifty percent of all Americans came to that expo, as well. Like so, the I don't know what the population was in eighteen ninety whatever. What was it? Eighteen ninety two. But but that's a lot of people. I imagine <laughs> having to come to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How how would they store all that electricity too? I mean, the voltaic batteries they had back then. They well, were, they weren't what I would call superlative. I mean, did they manufacture all the electric, all the electricity they were going to use at the time? I mean, did they pull it out, let's say the atmosphere or the ground, and just use it as they pulled it? I have no that idea. That would be, that would be tough. Well, I mean, Tesla, I mean, Tesla, he's got, he did things that nobody knows how he did it. So he, he, there could, would yeah. definitely, definitely have to be a way to store it, Rich. Now that I, well, I guess it wouldn't be related. It wouldn't matter if it was day or not, but. I was just thinking as we move into Buffalo, Buffalo, like, like the Pan Am building is illuminated like vigorously at not as well. The whole fucking thing was like it was yeah. nuts. Um, so that get that gets moving on. Um, but before we move on, right around the time that this one happened, the Chicago Columbian exhibit, they came out with the term whitewashing. Do you know what that is? We know what it means now, but do you know what it meant back then? No. Like literally, like, you know, the paint. Yeah, literally. Yeah. What they had came up with was a spray paint to paint everything white. Oh, all right. So they're saying that they're that they use paper mache and this whitewash to do this. So if you play it with Tartarian to Tartarian, there's a chance that they might have dug this out instead of building it. 
That's that's my theory too. And yeah. washed it and then used it as whitewash because I could see them digging something out in two years and taking spray paint and painting it up a lot better than I could just building shit. Yeah, and there's yeah. a there's a whole chapter on that theory eventually too, just yeah. about the great flood. You know, regardless of which religion you believe in, or if you don't believe yeah. in any religion at all, there's definitely evidence all over of a flood. Right. Yeah, you're Certainly. talking about the mud flood. Yes, exactly. So, so they're saying, yeah, and this right here is what I've always believed that humans, prior to that flood, I believe the people on the planet had a uh, high technology. They had to for all the out-of-place artifacts that have been found. And if they found all this intact, and they so, simply dug it out. I don't know yeah. if you if you guys have studied any, like, like how the English language is created, but it's full of, like, just oddities compared to other languages. But all that to say, someone uh, pointed out the irony in the book that all of our cities in America are founded as in found dead. Yeah. And that plays into what Cease was talking about. Like if they dug all this out, you know, I'm sure it was dirty and not decayed though, because it's all stone. Right. So they probably just painted it up, put some makeup on and made it pretty for the expositions. Now this is going to be a common theme you find too. They destroy every bit of this and what they don't destroy is taken out by <laughs> fire very soon after and almost actually every instance (laughs) so i would think that the that the digging up of of that stuff would also be one hell of a monumental task Mm -hmm. i mean yeah they they didn't have excavators like they do now their excavator they're all handheld i mean they they had horses Pulling plows and 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 buckets and stuff like that. But Forty thousand people they though. That's, all that. Yeah, that's no, no. The, yeah, Egyptians, that's the, right? So that's the only scenario where more people make sense to me. Like it, yeah. the volume of people and horses and buggies. You, you used to build shit though, didn't you, Rich? Like you used to yeah. like do like stuff. What do you think about it? Like, what do you think the possibility of that is with forty thousand people? So I mean, if you look at if you look at the pyramids in Giza and the Sphinx and, and all the, the monumental structures, Karnak, everything that they built, that's what they did. They threw people at it. And that was the only way to get it done. I mean, that that's a whole nother wormhole, a rabbit hole we could go down is, is the preciseness mm-hmm. in which they built that. But but to dig up <laughs> yeah. all of those all, all of those structures and then, you know, just polish them and make them pretty and put a bow on it like that. I, I mean, it's not it's not a bad theory. It's not a bad theory at all. Mm-hmm. Um I just it, it would take it would take a lot of doing and it would have to have been done a long time prior to, you know, to the two years it took to build that stuff or they said, you know, build it. Right. I just. That's fair. It, it's one thing to fashion something out of out of out of a hunk of stone that takes a long time, but to dig it up would take less time, uh, you know, with that amount of people, I guess. So I guess that it's yeah. a sound theory. So the Colombian one is the one that's most noteworthy because it is just so insane. But there were a lot more that were bigger and better. So now, should, should we dive into Buffalo? No, we'll go to Nashville first. Just because they always say, oh, these structures were temporary. They wasn't meant to last that long. Well, the Nashville one had a pantheon. Um, which I'm you not can sure, see. Which here. you can see right there. Right in the middle, yeah. 
All right. And so they were, they, they was like, oh, it's a temporary structure. Well, the town decided like, hey, can we keep it? And right there, it still is existing today. So this temporary structure that was built out of the cheap material, they said, has lasted since then to now. <laughs> it's in yep. the Percy Jackson movie, isn't it? Yep. yep. <laughs> and you can see, so in Nashville, you've also got this structure here, which is probably the, con the conduit or whatever they or however they were gathering electricity for these. Um, also weird just to point this out from the last one to this one, also got like a copper shaped balloon or copper tone balloon rather. Um, and all, almost all of these. Yeah. Little airship. I guess that's why they drew the picture so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another way to gather electricity. If you have lines down from, from yeah. the balloon, I mean, that's going to get higher than the spire that they could build. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's truly insane to think about that because they was like, oh, these are just temporary structures. Then the whole town was like, well, we really won't keep this. And <laughs> standing there today. Just so happens that one's not a temporary. It's That's like, the oh, one yeah. building, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they did not use paper mache on that. Yes. Put, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this either, but it looks like they had a coliseum. It, it kind of looks like a coliseum esque. What yes. they did, though, to keep yeah. it from fading away was they put some heavy Mod Podge on that shit. <laughs> so is, okay, so the stuff to the left of that Coliseum in the photograph, are those factories that were in Nashville at the time, or is that part of the expo? I think those were just factories that were there. Yeah, because oh. that Coliseum looks like it might be built yeah. of the same materials that, that the other stuff yeah. is. I think that's I mean, it does look like, yeah, it does look like it's got a roman influence to it or yeah. greek influence and then the pyramid here i'm not going to lie to yeah. you it looks like fencing to me it, i don't know it goes in a circle though it, it could like be a I, bet a, I bet it's a corral or something it actually if you get in close it looks exactly like a coliseum he's right it's even got the raised uh, the canvas on the top really yeah Damn. it really does yeah the hat the hat as it compared to the other buildings beside it no. This is a little bit too tall to me to be a fence. I mean, I, I guess it could have been a a, a, a horse racing, tr a horse track, yeah. but yeah. it really, which is what the Coliseum was anyway. But I mean, I guess it really does look like that mm -hmm. Roman Coliseum. Tall, you're exactly right. This looks like the same statue that we saw in uh, Chicago. This guy. Now going back to that, they said that was covered in gold leaf. Um, I, I managed to find something which I wish I would have saved. I might have dreamt it because I've been not sleeping a whole lot, but somebody said that they said it was covered in gold leaf, but I found something that said that it's actually in the Smithsonian and it's solid gold. Really? Yeah. And that it was how tall? Me. Huh? How tall was it? It was huge, man. Um, It was at least 30, 40 feet tall. At least. Yeah, I'm just... I'm trying to do the math on that. That's a lot of gold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it well, is. Yeah. As you start to dig into, which we should revisit sometime, uh, Tartaria. I, I don't think we've ever done a, a recent proper episode on Tartaria, but they were alleged to have covered the whole world. Basically, the world was united at one point. And, you know, if crime rates were low enough and everybody had different values and trusted each other then there may have may have been a gold statue very well right. yeah i mean there are some enormous gold statues there really are and you 
find gold all over the world. I mean, you can find uh, you find mm -hmm. it in Cambodia. You can find it, uh, you know, throughout Asia, throughout Africa. You can find it here. I mean, it's uh, it's all over the place. So yeah, if if enough people mined it and brought it over, I you you could absolutely make a forty foot statue. I'm just thinking, how yeah. long would that take? <laughs> night, though? No, I, I don't know. Um, that that would have to be smelted and sculpted and all that. But uh, just yeah. how do you protect something like that? Right. Well, that's you're doing that's it. my main point. I think yeah. Yeah. it would have had to have been in the society where everybody, like, it, they would have to have been completely different values than what we have today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how would you move it? Or gold wasn't worth what it is now. Or mm -hmm. uh, it was just a common metal. It was metal, abundant, you know? yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. Mm -hmm. I like diamonds and how they're like they just have the illusion of value. Yeah. Yes. Now, Buffalo, the one in Buffalo was had some pretty crazy stuff going on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is the one where McKinley was shot at. He mm -hmm. was shot in the music center here. It's not a very good moment in American history, even though that looked amazing. They had slave exhibits. Look at that. So it looks like the dopest like christmas light display ever at nighttime and they say that they routed all the electricity from niagara falls to buffalo new york and of course the man that won the uh won the contract was tesla so look at that ain't that that's neat what year was yeah. buffalo uh what 1901 1901 yep. <clears throat> and um so the pan am building which you can see right there on that one you're hovering on if you click it to the left, it had at the top of it, it had a golden structure as well, a golden statue that was similar to the one at the Columbian at the Columbian Expo. Um, and that whole building just lit up like a Christmas tree. Get the balloon. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, there's the balloon. Yeah. So Tully, if you go down and to the left, like the, you had this before, um, it looks kind of like the lighthouse of at Alexandria. Um, the square up. lighthouse that they had. It's uh, uh yeah, to a little to the little to the left there, on that picture, uh, and then if you go nope, two, three to the left. Yep, that one right yeah. there. That to me looks a lot like what I picture the lighthouse at Ale Alexandria would have looked like. And look at the like you can see the drawings of the people compared to these structures. Like yeah. look at it compared them compared yeah. to that. This is the one where they tried to execute that uh, elephant jumbo too, because they said it was a killer. With all of the um, the lots that are there, McKinley basically died because there were no interior lots at the hospital, and, and apparently yeah. they they were having to try to reflect lot in so that the surgeon could extract. Um, I guess it, he got shot, didn't he? He got yeah. shot and they took him to a hospital in the hospital they took him to didn't have any lots. Yeah, no lots and the surgeon didn't know how to do the kind of surgery to remove them either so that they butchered him. Um, also, uh, apparently Roosevelt came after McKinley and there was a whole, a whole kind of underground dispute going on. McKinley backed Tesla and Roosevelt backed Edison and so, so there's there's this whole kind of undercurrent going on between the two, like Roosevelt and McKinley. So it's pretty likely in my mind that he got JFK'd. That will wrap it up for this episode. Tune into the next one. 
Uh, before we go, everybody, what you got going on? <laughs> I've got a book that I'm doing final edits on right now. It's the it's the fourth book in two series that I crossed over. It's uh, the Run series and the Zombie Theory series. So that's hopefully I'll get to that soon. I've had it just I've had it way too long. It's published by Severed Press out of Hobart, Tasmania, and they're itching to get it back. And it, honestly, I just I haven't been able to get to it. So hopefully that comes out. And I'm I'm writing a short story on a guy that steps on a landmine. So uh, interesting. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit slower than normal right now. Um, Hadley has recently started a new job and I'm transitioning from one job to another job. So yeah, it's a uh, busy, 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 but you know, uh, we, we've still got uh, watching weird. The guys are doing every Thursday and, you know, we're still doing our thing on Friday. And then a couple of times a month we do some other stuff, but um, like I said, we've, we've kind of backed off, you know, with everybody transitioning to new jobs. Maybe next weekend I may go to uh, uh, Smith Park uh, in the Falk area. Keith Crabtree will be having his uh, camp out down there. Looking for the Squatch or the Falk Monster? Keith played the Falk Monster in The Legend of Boggy Creek. So, yeah, and he's a a friend of mine. So, it's always fun to go hang out with Keith. Thank you for watching us because we're watching you. (laughs) 